Thank you for choosing to listen to the First Love Podcast from First Presbyterian Church, Jacksonville, Illinois, for January 26, 2020, with Reverend Jonathan Warren. Reverend Warren's sermon title today is True Light. After the sermon, you'll be able to enjoy the handbell choir playing Beautiful Savior. Let's look at our gospel text, which comes to us from Matthew chapter 4 beginning with the 12th verse. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, On the road by the sea, across Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who's called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them, and immediately they left the boat, their father, and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. This is the Word of God. So I don't know how many of you have ever watched I Love Lucy. In one of the episodes, Ricky comes home from work one day, and he finds Lucy crawling around the living room floor on her hands and knees, and he asks her what she's doing. I'm looking for my earrings, she says. You lost your earrings in the living room? No, I lost them in the bedroom, but the light out here is so much better. That's what today's scripture reading is all about. It's about light. Isaiah 9-2 foretells, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. It says, those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. Matthew 4, 13-17 restates the prophet's words. Jesus left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum. So what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region and the shadow of death, light has dawned. These days in our world, we're constantly surrounded by light. Siobhan keeps flashlights in every room. Most of us have a flashlight even on our cell phones at night. We always have lights on, even when it's dark. It's never really dark. There's night lights and street lamps, all thanks to the wizard of Menlo Park, Thomas Edison, 
who invented the electric light bulb in 1879. Ever since then, our modern world is flooded with light. Stadiums, cars, houses, inside, outside, everywhere we go, there's light. Now, it's certainly a wonderful thing, but we're constantly surrounded by artificial light. Kids called it fake light, right? Reality is, however, artificial light can obscure the real light at times. Growing up in the suburbs of Chicago, when I looked up at night, it was hard to see any stars because of light pollution. Artificial light obscured the real light at night. As a Boy Scout, when I went camping, I'd look up in the sky and I'd see stars fill up the night sky. Now, it's easier to see here in Jacksonville, as long as there's no clouds in the sky. That's when we can really see the stars. I think this is exactly what happens in our lives. We have all these things in our lives that obscure the real light, the real light of Christ. The world offers all these artificial things. They're bright and they're shiny. They often seem really nice and good. But even with all the flash, it's still artificial. It's not the real light. Why are we captured by the flash the world brings? Why do we chase false lights when you and I know what the real light provides? I think for one reason, it satisfies our appetite. Sometimes the artificial tastes better, am I right? Who needs the real thing when there's, I can't believe it's not butter? It tastes just as good without nearly as many of the calories. So it either tastes good, or it feels good, or it gives us immediate gratification gratification. Now, don't worry. If this happens to you, you're not alone. Advertiser spends lots of money to convince us all we want is a taste. We want what satisfies now, not later. So it's easy for any of us to be convinced to chase after false lights all the time. Trouble is, they don't usually last. At some point, these false claims, these false lights won't illuminate things the way we really need. They'll eventually let us down, and we'll be left hungering for something greater. Yet time after time, we keep going back to the false lights because they're easier and simpler, and they seem more comfortable. Now, let's look at what happens in Scripture when the true light comes. If you look in Scripture, Jesus is in Capernaum, which is a city at the northern edge of the Sea of Galilee. It was a major gathering hub of the region. It's kind of like how Atlanta Airport is the major hub for Delta, or O'Hare is the hub for American Airlines. Jesus knew that many people would travel through Capernaum on their way to the final destination. So it wasn't a coincidence that Jesus chose to be here because his message wouldn't stay only in this one place. Proclaiming the good news, curing every disease, feeding 5,000 people with a few loaves and a few fish all happened in this one place in Capernaum, in this major hub. 
be like the light shining at the break of dawn. And Jesus' message and stories would spread far and wide along the whole land, along all those who heard these stories. It was in Capernaum, right on the edge of the Sea of Galilee, where Jesus called his first disciples. And it happened just at the break of dawn when they met Jesus. The moment they saw him, they left their nets and followed him. These first disciples saw the true light for the first time. They were willing to let go of their livelihood, leave everything else behind, because they finally experienced the true light. And it was Jesus. The truth is, the light has dawned in our world. It is here for us today, and this true light is Jesus Christ. And certainly there's artificial light all around us, but you and I know the difference, just like the kids did, between the true light and the fake lights. We see it here every Sunday when the acolytes light these candles. It surrounds us as we worship. Scripture scripture says that those who have sat in darkness have seen a great light. Now the truth is, I can't always physically prove it to you. I can't make you or force you to follow the true light. But it's here. It's at our fingertips. I know many of you have experienced the true light of Christ. God, in many simple and unexplainable ways, has let you know when you are seeing the true light Because when the true light comes, everything else isn't as important, period. Now, God might not have called you like those fishermen, asking you to leave your nets and walk with Jesus, but when you see the true light, it shows the world as it really is, false and unfulfilling. It's just not the real thing. All the artificial light in our lives isn't as meaningful or as important. Now, we might like them, but money and sports, egos, work, our agendas, they all fade into the background, shining an artificial light in our world. And since we believe in Jesus Christ, since Jesus says who he is, And we're compelled and and called to share this light of Christ. The true light will outshine any artificial or false light in our world. During the time of England's King Henry VIII, he broke with the Roman Catholic Church. He founded his own Protestant church, the Church of England. Shortly after, when Mary was queen, she reinstated the Catholic faith executing many of those who disagreed with her views. And under Mary's rule, there were two bishops that were burned at the stake. Just as the fire was started under their feet, Bishop Hugh Latimer said to Bishop Nicholas Ridley, Play the man, Master Ridley. We shall this day light such a candle 
by God's grace in England, as I trust, shall never be put out. These bishops were right. That light still shines today. It hasn't ever been put out. Because the truth is, the world can have all the flash, but that's all it is. For nothing can obscure the true light, not darkness, not artificial or false light. The true light is here. It's within us. And even if you haven't experienced it, you will eventually, and it will light your way. The darkness is not strong enough to hide the true light. Artificial light isn't bright enough to outshine the true light of Jesus Christ. So our job, just like the first disciples, when we see and hear Jesus, the true light of the world, is to follow him. It's to spread this light out into our world. So today, gather up all the light you need so that your light can go out into the artificial lighted world, so it can go out into the darkness, for Christ's light will never go out. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Thank you for listening to the First Love Podcast. For more information about the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois, visit our webpage at www.firstpresjax.org. That's www.firstpresjax.org. Our email is office at firstpresjax.org. The church phone is 217-245-4189. Street address is 870 West College. Children and adult Sunday school services are every Sunday from 9 to 9.45 a.m. Sunday church service starts at 10 a.m. We invite you to visit us whenever you're in the neighborhood. 